Come on. From the ashes of defeat, the resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory, Lord. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of, of depression, of fear, of pain, of heart, of heartbreak, of financial loss. I will resurrect in your name. I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. Oh, hey, Lord, I declare that every dead thing in me comes to life. Everything that's of you. Our God is victorious. Come on, child of God. for three days yeah come on would not remain you see our God has robbed the grave hey come on come on children of God lift him up Woo! hey Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King yeah, is resurrecting me. Woo! Come on, say from the ashes of defeat, the resurrected King, hey, is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected, hey, is resurrecting me. Oh. Come on, child of God, prophesy. Speak to those dry bones. I will arise, I will arise. Yeah, he's resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. Oh, oh, oh yes he is.
I feel a spirit of victory in this place for real. You know, I want you to imagine the people who killed Jesus. When they were sure that he had been dead day one, day two, day three. But I tell you what, he rose again. He rose again victorious. And yesterday I had a story of, 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 of a man in Uganda. I won't say his name. But he had got HIV and it was now full-blown AIDS. And his family knew that he had a few days to live. So what they did is they transported him. And what he says is that when they were transporting him to the village to basically for him to die and get buried, is that they bought a coffin along the way. Like they stopped while he was in the car, bought the coffin, bought the these metallic things they used to, to build the grave because they knew that he's a gone case. He's going to die. And somehow, <laughs> by the grace of God, guess what happened? That man is alive and well. And he's going around, you know, talking about his testimony of what God has done. So here is the thing. Things can look dead and even buried. And today I was thinking about the story of Lazarus and how Jesus said to Mary and Martha that, you know what? The death of Lazarus is to the glory of God. And sometimes you're like, God, what do you mean this is for your glory? Like, how can this turn into your glory? That he takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. It may not be from the Lord, but <laughs> when he's done with you, the devil will be sad that he dared to touch you. So what things are dead in your life, child of God? Don't enter the morning zone. Start rejoicing knowing that they are coming to life and the glory of resurrection is so much better than the glory of normal life. When something is resurrected, it brings more glory to God. It's news to tell. You know, those are the stories of triumph that we are excited to hear, but sometimes we don't want them to be our stories because when you're going through the fear of loss and of deadness or what looks like, because death is sort of an end, right? But in Christ, even, even he says, oh, death, where is your sting? Where is it that even death is conquered? is conquered in Christ Jesus. So I don't know what's dead. Is it a relationship? Is it something? Is it your womb? Is it a report from the doctor? Is it a job? Is it, is it, have they transported you along with, with, and have started buying coffins and have named that dead in your life? Refuse to name it dead. Start saying, I know this is for the glory of God. I don't know how. We don't know how resurrection happens, but when it happens, it's glorious. So get ready, child of God, to rejoice because that, that, just know that the resurrecting king is resurrecting the things in your life that seem dead, the things of God. They are things that need to die. So those ones are not praying for them to resurrect. If they died, we are happy that they died. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our time together this evening. Thank you for joining me. We're going to get straight into the word today. I am so excited. I've been, you know, I've, I've been meditating on this for a few days, actually two weeks, about two weeks out of the blue. The Holy Spirit started showing me, you know, this, this elevator. You know, and, and today I was like, I have to share it with you guys. I'd actually planned to share on the power of speaking and praying in tongues. But I felt God telling me to share this. And next week I'll be talking about the power of speaking in tongues. And those of you who desire that gift, tune in. You will receive that gift of, 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 of tongues. Of, of tongues. So Father, thank you so much for your glory. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your word concerning victory. Victory in the spaces especially that seem completely dead. We receive your word, Lord, because we know that in your word is the power. 
to bring to life the things that are dead in our lives. So I thank you, Lord, for those whose prayer lives seem dead, for those whose marriages and relationships seem dead, for those whose real you know, money seems dead, health seems dead, they've got a report from the doctor and it seems to have gotten worse the last time someone prayed for them. Lord, today we speak resurrection. As the word is being preached, Lord, I thank you that people are going to be healed. There's going to be opening of blind eyes in the spirit and even in the flesh. Wombs are going to be opened, Lord. You will bring to life the things that are dead today. You'll give us a word in season. We'll receive instruction for obedience and the enemy will be exposed. We give you thanks, Lord, and I thank you that everybody supposed to be here is going to be here. There will be no interruptions and no distractions because your word is power. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Thank you again for joining me today. I am teaching on the elevator door called follow me. <laughs> the elevator door of following. The elevator door of following. You know what I like about an elevator? It, it feels weird, right? When you stand in the elevator. Okay, those of you who don't know what elevator is, is a lift. A lift. A lift. So what an, an, an elevator is, is that when you get into the an elevator, it's effortless. It's the one which moves. It moves you from, like you can go through 13 floors without breaking a sweat. Apart from that strange feeling that happens, right? It's that suddenly you're from floor one to floor 13 without much work and yet also you could take the stairs and sweat your way up to the 13th floor i mean do some exercise work really hard get there later than the one who's the elevator and a little sweaty and tired and having you know lost some pounds or uh, your heart rate is a little higher i like i like to look for easier ways to get things done and God has been showing us lots of good things. If you're from Worship Harvest Ministries, we've been actually talking about divine accelerators on what we call MC Live every Wednesday on the Worship Harvest pages. Please go there. You know, we are talking about divine accelerators. But today I want to talk about following. So here is the thing. The word follow, I even looked for the dictionary meaning. The word follow means to go or come after a person. To either go or come after a person or a thing preceding ahead meaning that you follow someone who's ahead of you You can't follow someone who's behind you you can't say and like like parents who follow their children i worry you know the children are the ones in charge of the home or they're the ones in charge of decision making when they are younger they are they are not able to usually it's a setup for trouble but you follow someone who's ahead of you to move or travel behind someone and this is so strange that how can you say this is an elevator when i'm behind someone or when i'm following like how is that an elevator i'm going to show you okay so follow to is to go or come after a person or a thing preceding ahead is to move or travel behind someone is to move or travel behind someone is to let someone else go ahead of you but you guys tell me why would you follow someone you'd follow someone who knows more than you know you'd follow someone who knows the way and you don't you'd follow someone who has access like in a bank if you know someone who has an access key they just do the key all you need to do is follow them if you stop following them you will be left behind not because the door is not open for you but because you do not have access but there's someone who can open the door for you but you'd have to humble yourself and follow them and so it would be someone who has more access more opportunities more connections more knowledge more wisdom more years the bible actually says to the younger women that the older women should teach the younger women how to love their husbands meaning that for a believer marital love can be taught but you'd have to humble yourself and not think ah those are old women they don't know what they're talking about the older women have been through what you've been through and they can teach you but you have to humble yourself otherwise guess what 
you will have to start from scratch and yet you can make new mistakes i keep telling my children make new mistakes don't make the mistakes i made okay i already did that i know how it ends but if you choose not to follow me you can find it very difficult you can stay outside the door trying to get access yet somebody can give you access but you'd have to follow them have you ever been in a situation where you had to follow someone right like it feels good but you have your humble because at that point they're ahead of you they are, you might even be having more qualifications than them but they have access maybe they have a family connection or that's their father and for you you want to meet them in your mind they're a big man in society and they're like just follow me i'll take you and you say hello to him and i'll introduce you so following is access and yet sometimes how society has now made it seem like following is reducing yourself that's the thing about the kingdom of god i want you to understand is that the kingdom of god is upside down it's like god works through because he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble jesus compares us to sheep he even in the old testament they call us the sheep of his pasture what do you know sheep for sheep don't lead themselves sheep follow they follow other sheep they the first sheep follows the shepherd all the other sheep follow the behind of the sheep in front of them all they need to do is follow the sheep ahead of them and they'll know the way that the shepherd is taking them but if the sheep says for me i can't see the shepherd so i won't follow they are in trouble because following gives you access even to people who are ahead of you for example if i'm following rahab and she has access to the president i am a few steps close to the president because if i follow rahab who is very close to the president i have i will get access very quickly but if i say i'll work my way someday to meet the president i could die without meeting him when i know someone who has access to him and all i need to do is humble myself and follow that person so following is powerful jesus compares us to sheep sheep follow one of the best most powerful things that you have access to in your life is the power of following Paul says to many churches, he says to them, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, I have seen Jesus. Paul had seen visions he could not even utter. And he said, if you can trust and follow me as I follow Christ, you will get, not that, not that he is your way to Christ, but he has, he has learned a lot more from Jesus Christ already, that if you follow him, it eases things for you. You get, you get there faster. You don't have to go through the way of Paul. You know, you can get there faster. You can learn his patterns and do exactly what he does and get exactly the results that he got. And yet for him, he had to learn directly from Jesus what the patterns should be. But that if you just learn from a person who's ahead of you, what do I need to do to be able to access what you access? You can access it faster in a shorter period of time than they accessed it. But yet we find that in our generation, the power and secret of following is looked down upon. Everyone is trying to be their own man or woman. We don't even give credit to people who have helped us get ahead. You know someone, I used to have this thing, pride. Hmm? Where I met a person who's a celebrity, I know them, then I act like I don't know them. But you know, why? Like, why? Why do we do that? It's because you want to show them that they are nothing. But they are not nothing. They've made strides in life. That's why you know their name. That's why you know their music. They've done something out there and they can give you access to something. But pride keeps us from that. Let me tell you about some people in the Bible who followed. Abraham followed God. To a, do you know that the revelation that I got recently? Is that I kept imagining in my mind that it must have been easy for Abraham to follow God because maybe Abraham had a loud voice, but the Bible would have recorded that. The Bible is a very, it's a very careful place. That book, they record and tell you that Moses saw a burning bush, that Gideon saw an angel, that Mary saw an angel. There is no record of Abraham hearing a voice from the clouds. It's, that's why it says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted him for righteousness. This is the revelation I received. Abraham had to believe that he had had God. The way you believe that you've had God, like you're convinced that I think this is God telling me to give away my house. 
I think this is God telling me to marry that person. That's how Abraham, Abraham woke up on a belief that he had had God. Samuel, it's recorded that he had, a, uh, uh, that he had Eli, Eli's voice calling him. The Bible would have recorded if Abraham had had a voice. He, it would have been recorded that there was a loud voice or fire or something. The Bible just says that God spoke to Abraham the way God has spoken to you. But Abraham was convinced that it was God and he took his entire family. Eh? They were old, thousands of people walking to a land he would show them. So that means every day he waited and for a voice in his heart to tell him that, I think this is where God is telling us to settle. Can you imagine? Abraham had to believe that he had God, the way you believe that you've had God. So you have no excuse. That's why it's not, they don't talk about David being the father of all, whatever, or Eli and, and Samuel who had voices, not even Moses who saw a burning bush. He, Abraham truly believed that he had had God. Even Noah believed that he had had God. There's no record that there was a supernatural sign for Noah. He believed that he had had God, including instructions of now these cubits of this, this type of wood. There is no record of an angel coming to tell him anything. So he believed that whatever he was hearing, he was hearing God. It wasn't his thoughts. And for 125 years, he followed God and built a boat. But now let's talk about men who followed men. Samuel, from the time he was weaned, from the time he was a little boy, about three years old, he was in the temple watching Eli, a priest, watching Eli, you know, serving God, making sacrifices. He lived in that home. His mother visited him only once a year for the annual sacrifice. This boy followed Eli. And that's why when God spoke to Samuel, listen to me, Samuel had the voice of Eli because God knew that Eli was following Samuel. So God could speak to someone who Eli was following and respected fully. Who are you following? Who can God use to speak to you? Who can God use to correct you? Who can God use to speak sense into you? When you have a way that you think is right, but it can lead you to death. Who are you following? Samuel was following Eli, so God had access to Samuel through the voice of Eli. And that's why Eli the third time tells Samuel when you hear the voice a third time. Because Eli knew how God speaks. Samuel could have missed out on God had he not been following Eli, who knew how to hear the voice of God. We know that David had to follow Saul. And you know, Eli wasn't the most holy priest, neither was Saul the most holy king. But God can use people who even in your mind are not so holy, you're better than them, what, what, what. He uses them. You have to humble yourself and know that these people have access. Evil as Eli was, evil as his sons were, he was the prophet of God who God used to speak to the nation of Israel. Weak as Saul was, he had been the choice of God and he was still the anointed of the Lord. And David was wise enough to understand that and serve in the in the in the palace and learn from Saul how kings rule because otherwise he would have been bringing his shepherd tactics into the kingdom but he had to humble himself to follow and God used Saul to raise David as a king even if Saul wasn't the most perfect king so David understood that Saul had access Saul knew something that David did not know Elisha followed Elijah Elisha was not even among the prophets he was some guy who kept cattle but the moment he saw Elijah, he followed Elijah everywhere. Elijah tried to get rid of Elisha so many times. Elisha said, I will not leave you. And because Elisha followed Elijah, he was able to get a double portion of the anointing. And you've all heard about how there was an entire school of prophets, but they did not follow Elijah because they felt they were better than him or they knew more. Or they were also prophets. And guess what? They got nothing. Elisha followed Elijah and got a double portion purely because he followed someone ahead of him. Remember we said that to follow is to go or come after a person or a thing that is preceding, that is ahead of you. To move or travel behind someone. To humble yourself and allow yourself to be 
under the leadership of another who is following God and to be able to recognize that they have something that you don't have, that they know more scripture than you do, that your boss is not at the same level as you are, that he built that company, you didn't, you work there, you get a salary and you think you're better than him or you know more because he has some weaknesses here and there, that your mother knows more than you do, that your father knows more than you do, that they may have weaknesses and I think the problem is that we look at the weaknesses of the man and not the access the man or woman has. Let me tell you friends, there are people ahead of you. God has put them there for elevation your elevators they take you through they can they can shift you from one level to 13th floor in seconds but for you you want to take the stairs you must humble yourself and see the access that the man or woman has and follow them understanding that by following them you get quicker access how do you follow them you follow their patterns mary followed elizabeth do you guys realize that when the angel of the lord comes to mary the next instruction to mary was go to your cousin elizabeth why she had been carrying john the baptist for six months by the time god appeared the angel appeared to mary and she then would carry divine seed the only person she was allowed to share the news with was elizabeth because elizabeth knew she had waited on God. She was carrying something supernatural. And God needed for, for her, for Mary, not to go to everyone else and tell them about what she carried. She actually had to go to Elizabeth and follow Elizabeth. Who are you following, child of God? Who are you following? Who are you, your own man or woman? If that's what you're doing, it's going to be a long way and you may never arrive. You may never arrive. But if you humble yourself and understand that someone else has access to some things you don't have, that when you look at their life, their results, eh, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, so much as argue too much with the results. There's got to be something they know that you don't know. Stop focusing on the weaknesses of men. You have weaknesses. I have weaknesses. There's no perfect person. That the 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, breakable vessels. They are earthen. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Okay, but there's a treasure in somebody and by humbling yourself and saying, let me follow this person. You're able to catch what they have, but also have access to what they have. Like I said earlier, if someone has access into a bank, even if you have more degrees than they do and more money on the bank account than they do, they're the only ones who can help you access a certain room that you have to follow behind them. Humble yourself when they open the door, you walk through and for you to walk out. Also, they have to open the door for you. So it's not about whether you have more money than them, more what than them, more experience. If they have access, they have access. And what do you need to do? Follow. Come after them. Move or travel behind them. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And then you will have access. Let's look at some of scripture here. I put a scripture today, Matthew 4, 18 to 22. L look, listen to this. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, uh, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Listen to what... Those details are there for a reason. Why do they tell you that they are fishermen? They were fishermen. What are you right now? What do you have access to? They had access to fish in the, in the sea. That's what their access was. Their level of power was fishermen. Okay? Then he said to them, listen, Jesus says to the fishermen, follow me. Those are the first words. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will move you from the level of fishing, fish in the sea, to fishing men, to catching men, to, 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 do, to being merchants of human beings. But the first thing that had to happen was that Peter and Andrew, okay, had to recognize something that Jesus had. And they had to first follow him before he could make them fishers of men. If they had decided to continue doing what they were doing, okay, he could not have made them fishers of men. He couldn't. They needed to first 
make a decision to follow him. They immediately left their nets and followed him. That means they saw something that he had that they could have access to. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father mending their nets. Listen to me. They were with their father. Some of you, the thing that is stopping you from following someone is your family. These men were with their father and he called them and they immediately left their boats and their father and followed him. Today I feel that this, I've sensed even when I was preparing today that God wants to speak to somebody about family. Your family has become a problem. Your family has become a problem. Yes, you're not able to follow God or the people that God has placed in your life right now who are going to move you into your divine appointment. And I was like that. I'm going to tell you my family. I'm going to tell you my story of my family later on in this broadcast. But listen, who are you following and what are you becoming? Because Jesus said, if you follow me, I will make you something. Make no mistake, you're following someone. You think even on social media that it's, Think about it. Why is it called following? You follow someone on social media. You follow their page. You follow their... There are people I've had to unfollow. Because I'm like, why am I following this person? Because when you follow someone, you become something. You're becoming something because of who you follow. Who are you following? What are you becoming? Make no mistake. You are following someone or something. Maybe you're following money. And you're becoming someone under the spirit of mammon controlled by money 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 is a spirit it has a spirit on it who is following you also because you see you can only think about who you're following but there are people following you who is following you and what are they becoming what are they becoming there's a responsibility of being followed it's huge who is going where you desire to go because these men why would they quit everything they had to follow a man why would they leave their father in a boat in the middle of a busy day to follow a man who called them is that they knew that he was going where they desired to go but are you following that person who is is where you desire to go there's always someone ahead of you trust me you may not recognize them because of pride but there are people ahead of you and is there someone who is where you desire to be you admire them you 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 you, you admire them you in your heart or you're like me who would admire someone but pretend that i don't see them or i don't even recognize them who is going where you desire? Who is where you desire to go? Are you following them? Are you, have you studied their patterns? I'm going to tell you how you follow those people. Yeah? When God gives you someone to follow, listen to me, it is a blessing. Someone said that, I think it's Doug Howard Mills, he said that when God gives you someone to follow, it's a blessing. And it is an elevator. It is a lift. It moves you from one level to another. Okay, when you follow someone, when God gives you someone to follow, and I used to look at that thing as if I'm being reduced to number two, um, what, for me, I'm an assistant. No, God is giving you access, quicker access, quicker access. When God gives you someone to follow, it is a blessing. Some of you move from church to church. You don't follow anyone. You're your own man. No one can correct you. You're the one, the Holy Spirit speaks to only you directly. You're in trouble. And you're going to run in circles. You're going to run in circles, and and then as others keep leaving, you might be my down. So you look down on and say that one. Eh, he's a he's a copycat of so and so. That one eh, eh, always running around like so and so, talking like them. Eh, eh. Then before you know it, that eh, 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 has become something that you desire. But because you're too proud, and you think that you have to be your own man or woman, 
You have no access. You must use the stairs when there's an elevator and all you need to do is press the key. Press and enter and allow it to elevate you and move you. Following can feel like a demotion, but let me tell you, if you have someone to follow, it means that you don't have to make the mistakes they've made, whether as a married man, a married woman. Find people to follow in your life. In, your, yeah, in business, do you have someone you're following who you ask questions before you make investments? My husband and I used to make bad investments, and we thought we were so clever. But now there are people we follow, we ask before we make decisions, and we listen. Why? They're ahead of us. They've made the mistakes before. They say, don't do that one. I did it. It didn't work out. Who are you following, child of God? In your spiritual walk, who are you following? Where are you planted? Which church do you go to? Do you listen to every sermon your, your, your pastor teaches? Do you do what they tell you to do or you think of it as a, a suggestion? Let me tell you something. Let me give you a clue. If you ever find out that your pastor is fasting, fast. Don't wait to understand because God has showed them something. And remember, they are ahead of you. Fast. You find out your pastor is reading something, read it. Or your mission or leader, someone who's discipling you. You find out your boss is reading something, read it. If they're always reading, as, as long as it's of God, you know. If you find out that a person who is married and whose marriage you admire does certain things regularly, do them. Or if someone who is married and you're not yet married and you desire marriage, do what the married women tell you to do. Don't try to do what your single friends tell you to do. It's lack of wisdom unless you desire to stay single. Listen to the married people. They've, they got married. They know something you don't. There is something you don't know, child of God. It's a key. It will open the door for you. Following gives you access. But let me tell you some things about following. Following is intentional. It's a choice you have to make because it costs you. We just read about these people that they had to leave their father and their business to follow Jesus. So it's intentional. You can't say, I suspect I'm following so and so. No, you're either following them or you're not. You read what they read. You listen to what they are listening to. You, me, I've humbled myself and it has given me access. Manawangegonda. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due time he will lift you up. Following is access. Following is elevation. Following is intentional. You know when someone is following, any of you can say, is there anyone here who can say, me, I don't know who's like literally, we're talking about following, like someone walking behind you and you're unaware that you're being followed. You can sense when someone is following you, right? It's intentional. Or even you, when you follow someone, can you say, I don't know if I'm following the person. You're very intentional. You watch them. Have you ever been driving behind someone on the road who is ahead of you and they know the road and you're following them? Even when a car tries to enter, you quickly close the gap because you're following them. Why? Your access to where you're going depends on your following this person. It's intentional. It's circumspect. You're switched on. You're not inconvenienced. But that's because you know that they are taking you somewhere. If you think that the person you're following is taking you nowhere, of course you're not going to follow them. So you first have to recognize that there are people ahead of you and then start following them. Following is humility and it is intentional. You know when you're following someone, you know when someone is following you. Following is going to cost you something. We just looked at that scripture in Matthew 4, 18 to 22. But these people left their nets, they left their business, they left their livelihood to follow Jesus. He said, it had to be an exchange. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Get ready for controversy if you follow someone. People are going to name you names. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to say, how bambi, that one is a cow, a what, a what of what. I don't even know what the words are. But they'll call you names. They'll say, or, you know, it's like people who laugh at wives who follow their husbands. My friend, those are wise women. Otherwise, God has order. You see, in marriage, God says that the husband is the head and the wife is under the husband. So if, you're, if the wife decides to elevate herself, God is still working through the head here. So she's on her own. Even when your husband is not born again, let me tell you, God is working through the husband. Wise woman, what do you do? Bring yourself under the rulership of this man and then tell God you better work. 
and he will. God has an order. Follow. Who are you following? What are you becoming? Following is going to cost you something. It cost Abraham his entire family and his home. He had to start a new family altogether. It cost friends. He had to separate with Lot as well. It will cost you time because they'll ask you to do things that cost you time. Right now, the poor are following me, are reading all sorts of books, listening to all sorts of materials because I've told them to follow me. Okay? And, 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 and uh, no, they've chosen to follow me, actually. I've not told them to follow me. But if you say you follow me, it has to be, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you dreams because they'll ask you to buy stuff. What you follow them, they get, they go somewhere, you get an air ticket and follow them because you're watching closely to see that. What? But you must first understand in your mind that those people are giving you access to something that you want to become. It costs you dreams. Let me tell you about the cost for me of following. Many years ago at university, I remember the person who's my spiritual father, Apostle Moses Mukisa. He sat with me. God had spoken to me. You see, the thing is that God tells you who your parents are. They don't come and choose you. <laughs> uh, some are chosen, but mostly God speaks to you. So, God spoke to me one day. It was raining. I was praying in the chapel. I didn't even know this whole thing was spiritual father. I'd never heard it before. But I felt in my heart, I had a voice telling me, that Moses Mukisa is your spiritual father. Okay. Whatever that means. So I went and told him. He was like, okay, what does that mean? I said, I don't know. He said, okay. We didn't know what that meant. Now I know, of course. But he really became like a father to me. I listened to him. I did what he said. I followed him around, like literally everywhere. And it cost me. I'll tell you some of the things. He sat with me under the tree and in Africa Hall at the University of Macquarie. And he told me, I think that your family is a hindrance to your calling. You need to understand. I wanted to please my family. My family was my life. When, if there was a choice to make, I chose my family every single time. I would make appointments and cancel them. I would tell lies so that I can please my family. It was too much. But I felt like what he was saying was, so, then he talked to me about Abraham and said Abraham had to leave his family for God to be able to take him to the next level. And I thought that that's so unfair. These people have invested in me. These people have, how can I leave them? But for me, it was a very unhealthy attachment. And I remember starting the process of detaching. I was misunderstood. I started saying no. I started not showing up for things. I would choose the ministry over family. Yo, it cost me. I felt like an outcast every time I went for family meetings. But you know what God has done? Some of my family members are watching. God has brought them back. God has brought them back. God has opened up my family to me. God has done amazing things in my family. But I had to allow God to, and it's painful sometimes. It cost me my family. It cost me my family. It cost me dreams following it cost me dreams guys let me tell you i'm not telling you to do this but at the university <laughs> benny hin came to uganda i was like am i a fool this man walks in miracles he's the one who opened me up to my first encounter with god and the holy spirit the first time i experienced the manifest presence of god was because i read good morning holy spirit he was in uganda let me tell you what was happening there was a test i had a test a class test which was going to affect my final exam at the university. I'm not going to lie to you. For me, it wasn't a difficult decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to sing in the choir when Benin comes. We went, we're in all sorts of taxis. What? We wore some strange uniform. We sang in the choir. Of course, I didn't even get close to him, but I was there where he was. You know, I went, I served the man. And I remember coming back and telling my lecturer the truth. I told him, I'm sorry, I missed the test. He told me what happened. I told him, I went, there was a, a preacher in town called Benny Hinn. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but I had to go and see. The man laughed. He told me, you know, people come here and kill their grandmothers. Tell me my grandmother died. What? How can you tell the truth? I said, I don't want to lie to you, sir. He told me, you're not going to sit the test, but I'll give you 80%. 
favor, whatever you want to call it. I mean, even if I had missed that test, for me, I was like, I'd rather get a retake than miss. You have to understand, though, the access you're looking for. Because for me, my access, hey, these people, the sons of Zebedee, they left their father. And Jesus, over and over, would tell them, if anyone loves father and mother and sisters and brothers more than me, he's not worthy. Like, you'd have to give it up. It will cost you something. Following is the quickest way to learn and become what we desire to be. It's the quickest. I just told you. It's easier to follow someone and they tell you, hey, uh, no, come I show you this trick on the computer. Otherwise, you go and start learning the computer trick for yourself after three months. You found it when someone could have showed it to you in two minutes. Let me tell you about children. If I got my two-year-old right now and sent her to France, what language would she start speaking within six months? You know that in six months, that child would be speaking pure French and would have completely forgotten English? Why? They follow. Kids follow. They just start mimicking you. They say the words. They try them out. In a few months, they've learned a completely new language. Children find it easy to follow. My children right now speak the language they speak because they follow me. My kids mimic me. They sit like me. They talk like me. It's very weird sometimes. They make the same exclamations as I do. It's the easiest way for them to learn. They just follow. They just do what you do. And that's why parents, as much as you talk, kids are going to do what they see you do. If they see you disrespecting the house help, they'll disrespect them. If they see you being kind, they'll be kind. It's, it's as easy as that. Is that we become like those we follow. Not, I want to say that again. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. You become like those you follow. You're becoming like the people you follow. If that makes you excited, amen. If it doesn't, change the people you follow. And let the people you follow know that you're following them. There's, you can't be there saying, so-and-so is my mentor when they're unaware. You have to actually, that's what these guys did. They put themselves in an accountable relationship. Of course, it's a dangerous decision. Because me telling my, my, my spiritual father that you're my father and saying, I'll do whatever you say. Yo, that's how I started preaching. He told me now preach. I preached with fear and trembling and i was a hundred percent sure that that's not my calling in life but you know what those people release you into their, your destiny do you know that your parents see more they know you more than you think they do people outside see you better than you see yourself sometimes yeah it's just that we become like those we follow who are you following what are you becoming jesus said to the disciples follow me and i will make you fishers of men but he also said to them that if anyone wants to follow me he must first of all deny himself you have to first give up your dreams it's scary you have to deny yourself if you're going to follow someone in the bank who has access you have to first forget about your degrees and diplomas and do exactly what they tell you to do deny yourself <laughs> Pick up your cross daily, meaning it's a place of sacrifice. Following is a place of sacrifice. You sacrifice what you think you know. You sacrifice your family sometimes. You sacrifice, you sacrifice, you sacrifice. Is that you must pick up your cross. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow them. Pick up a new identity. Wives, take on the identity of being Mrs. So-and-so. Stop acting like you're not married and desiring a great marriage. It's not going to work. You must... Deny yourself. Pick up the cross. He tells them that, that, that how, how do you follow? You deny yourself. You see yourself as one behind them. They are ahead of you. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow. And that's why it's important who you follow. They should be following Christ. Otherwise, they will lead you into madness and danger. Following can be access. It can also be demotion. 
Because if you get into a lift which only goes down and can't go up, you're in trouble. You go back to a lower floor than you had been on before. So those you follow can lead you down. They can also take you up. Who are you following, child of God? Are you ready to deny yourself and follow those people and see them as better than you, ahead of you, and follow them? Pick up your cross, meaning make sacrifices, and follow them. And lastly, following leads to abundance. It costs you, but it leads to abundance. Listen to what Jesus says to his disciples in Mark 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 30. Peter began to say to Jesus, Lord, we have left all and have followed you. That's how some of you feel. Like, Bithri man, I have left everything and followed this man. I have left everything and followed this boss. I have left everything and followed my pastor. Mm. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands. Have you had all the things you're going to leave for the sake of the kingdom, the gospel? Because I want to talk about this mostly about spiritual, you know, growth. Because that's what leads you into all abundance. That for you to, you have to give up all these things for my sake and the gospels. He shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Let me tell you, there is no way you can follow someone who is following Christ and not get into abundance. In the beginning, it feels like a demotion. I'll tell you the truth. I used to feel like, many of me, I have my own dreams. Why do I have to do what, what Apostle Moses tells me to do? My spiritual father. Why do I have to do what my spiritual father wants me to do? What, what do I have to do what my husband wants me to do? I also have my own ideas. But my husband, in his wisdom, led us into saving and investment. While for me, all I want to do is give, give, give. Giving is great, but we have to also invest here. You know, if I had not followed the man, where would we be? Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. How do you submit to the Lord? If you don't even know how to submit to the Lord, you can't submit to your husband. Submit yourselves to your spiritual leaders. Submit yourselves to your bosses where you work or quit. But if you stay there, follow. Otherwise, God is leading the person ahead of you while you continue to run around in circles like the children of Israel. You can't follow someone you don't honor. You can't follow someone you don't think is leading you somewhere. You follow someone who you believe is leading you somewhere where they have more access. You cannot, you know, and so how do you, how do you follow someone? I want to give you some keys. First of all, like now Jesus, you receive him as your Lord and Savior. That way, I want to show you the steps to following Jesus. They are the same steps to following men and women in your life right now. Following Jesus, you receive the gift of salvation. You believe in your heart and say with your mouth that he is Lord. Exactly the same principle with men who are ahead of you and women. You believe in your heart that they have something better and that is of value and you confess with your mouth. You tell them, I see this in you, I desire it and I want to follow you. Is it, is it, is it, is it a, a scary thing to do? Yes, but you know why? Because of pride. Why are you scared? These people are following Christ. If they stop following Christ, you can't stop following them. You believe in your heart that this person is a person of value. Your father, your mother, your spiritual parents, your husband, your bosses, people in authority, people ahead of you, people who have more than you do have. People who have, people in business, mentors, people, just people ahead of you. You believe in your heart and then you have to tell them that you want to walk with them. Then Jesus, what's the next step? You get in the word. You read his word and do what he says. You read it for obedience. Exactly the same for people who you want to follow. If they've written books, read the books. If they've, you know, done podcasts, listen. If they've done sermons, listen. Listen to what they've put out there. Sermons, read the Bible, pray every day. 
for the sake of obedience and do what the word of God says. If you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, the same thing for you. A man on earth, what do you do? You read what they've written. You listen to what they've said and you do what they tell you to do. Don't be wiser than them. I'm not saying you never question, okay? But you, you, uh, wisdom is to know that if they're ahead of you, there are many things I've done even when I don't understand and they bring results. The third level is have a friendship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Okay, you believe, you receive, you believe and you receive him as Lord and Savior. You read his word and you obey what he says. And then you have a relationship with him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pursue relationship with these people. Pursue relationship with your husband. Pursue relationship with your wife. Pursue relationship with your boss. Pursue relationship with that person who's ahead of you in business. Pursue relationship with your pastor. Pursue relationship. Care about them more than what they can give you. Because relationship is what will give you more access. The people who are my friends, of course, have more access. Know more about what I'm doing. I tell them they are my friends. That's what, that's what Abraham did. He pursued friendship with God. He was called a friend of God. Jesus pursued relationship with the Father. He called him Father. Those people who you want to follow, are you pursuing relationship with them or you're always in resistance and you're contrary to them and somehow you want to learn from them? You cannot. The easiest way to learn is to be close to them and then submit your life fully to Jesus Christ. Let him be Lord of your life. Submit to the person you're following. I hope they are following Jesus Christ. You now see, ladies, that you should marry a man who's following Christ. Because guess what? Whether he's following Christ or not, you're going to follow him according to the word of God. So you better marry someone who is following Jesus Christ. If you have, if you need to get him married, if you're already married, just follow that one and pray that he comes to know Jesus because you're under his lordship as well. Follow that person. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul, Paul said to the people who are following him. Follow me as I follow Christ. Child of God, I'm going to ask you the same question again. Who are you following? What are you becoming? Who is following you? What are they becoming? Are you difficult to lead? There's someone who, there's one of the people who told me they want me to mentor them. They are impossible to lead. They are unavailable. They don't listen to the things I tell them to listen to. They don't read the things I tell them to read. They are never available for anything. They are not pursuing relationship with me. If I need help, they are not available. And I was laughing and telling my husband, how am I supposed to help this person? You know, who I, I have no access to them. It's like I'm the one following them. I'm chasing them. But even me, I've been difficult to lead before, so I know what can happen. Before you recognize, following Jesus begins with receiving him as your Lord. You have to believe in your heart that he gives you access to the Father and follow him. And then you have to start reading his word and obeying him and pursuing friendship with him and then submitting to him fully. The same thing with a man or woman who you're following. Friend, believe in your heart that they have value. Let them know. Do what they tell you to do. Read what they are reading. Listen to what they are listening to. Have a friendship with them. Pursue friendship. Be accessible. Be available. Let me tell you something that my spiritual father doesn't know. When that man calls me and needs me to do something, whatever I was about to do loses its power. When my husband calls me to do something, whatever I was about to do loses its power. Right there, I start figuring out how do I now uh, give up this. And Now, there are some of you who the people who mentor you, eh? By the time you say yes to them, it's been one year of them pursuing you. That's why you can't go where they are going. Because you're walking in opposite directions. Okay? So be available. Be easy to lead. Be quick to respond. Do you remember the scripture I read for you? Matthew 4. It says that Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. They were starting to fish, for they were fishermen. He said to them, follow me, and I will make you something. Fishers of men. They immediately left their boats and followed him. Their business was not more important than following Jesus. 
Going from there, he saw other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and joined his brother in a boat with their father. Mending their nets after a busy day. He called them. They immediately left their boat and their father and followed them. How easy is it for you to, how accessible are you to the people who you claim to follow? How quickly will you leave whatever it is you are doing when they call on you? How accessible are you? How easy to lead are you? How available? How open is your heart? Do they know in their hearts that if they called you, of course people can abuse it, but let me tell you, someone who loves you will not abuse that. There are people who I know, like someone here called Solome, Nantair. If I call her any day, I know that if she says she can't make it, something very serious is happening. She will leave everything. And because I know that, she knows that I rarely ask her. By the time I ask her, I've tried so many options because I know that this car girl, but that girl, I know in my heart that where I'm going, she's going. And I, therefore, I need to move fast because I'm a limitation to her if, she, if I don't let her, if I, if I don't move. But there are people who claim that I am, I, that they follow me. Hey, by the time I call them, let me tell you an experience I had one time. There's this group of girls that I was discipling and pouring my life into. And you know, you know, guys, when you're discipling people, you really give your life to them. One of those days I had had a baby. I'll never forget we had a concert at Worship Harvest and I had had a new baby and my baby was in a lot of pain and I needed someone to help me. All the people who I knew in my heart who can help me like this were on stage. I thought about it and I was like, I'm in trouble. But then I thought, there are these girls I disciple. I sent a message and said, I really need your help. My baby is in a lot of pain. I need someone to buy me something from the pharmacy because I couldn't move. I had a baby. I couldn't move. I was alone. I didn't even have a house help in the house. And I was just healing. It was a few weeks into my C-section. <sighs> Do you know what these girls, one of them sent me a message saying, I'm sorry, I'm in Bogolobi visiting a friend. I'm sorry, I'm in... I wept because I would do anything for these girls. I was giving my life for them. I would leave my children to go and be with these girls weekly to disciple them. And they couldn't see that I was. And they claimed they were following me. I knew in my heart from that day, I can't invest here anymore. I stopped. I told God, I've done my best. These girls claim they're following me. Do you know what it takes to parent? I was telling someone today that it's easier to honor than to be honored. Do you know what it takes to parent? You give your heart and soul. That's why many of you who say you want me to mentor you. I say no, because I know you're not ready. You don't even know what you're saying. The cost is too high for you to be mentored. The price is high. <laughs> Are you willing to pay the price of following someone? But remember, it elevates you. But you have to humble yourself. You believe that those people have something to offer you. You follow them relentlessly. You reduce yourself. You put yourself behind them and then you get thrust ahead. This goes against the ways of the world. You submit to those people. You do what they say. You're accessible. You're available. You're easy. I have so many people now, sons and daughters, who are so easy, so accessible. They bring me great joy. You know, I can name so many. So many of them, they are watching right now. They are so easy. I know that if they say no, eh, ash, <laughs> it means that really they couldn't do it. But how easy are you? Think of yourself as a follower. When I read the word, I let it read me. I don't think of the one who is not listening to me. I think of me. Am I easy to lead? I hope I am because my heart is wide open to my, my mentor and father, my husband as well. I hope I'm an easy wife to lead. I know that sometimes I have opinions, but he knows that when push comes to shove, I'll do exactly what he has said. Listen to me, child of God. Who are you following? What are you becoming? Who is following you? What are, they, what are you making them? What are they becoming? Who is going where you desire to go? Are you following them? What is hindering you from following? Is it your family? 
Is it your, your work? You're so busy. You have so much business. You can't follow. What will you do today to step into the elevator of following someone who is following Christ in the direction of your calling? Who you follow, you become. Who you follow, you become. Who you follow opens doors for you. I remember a time when we went to Nigeria last year with Apostle Mose, a few of us. And I remember that they had called uh, 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 Apostle Mose and, and Pastor Ari into the, a VIP space, man, for eating lunch. Yeah, the rest of us were not allowed. All we needed to do was follow him. Then he said, they are with me. Come on. We enter those access places. Then when they'd go to seat him, they would start telling us not to move. They'd say, please excuse me. Like they're taking apostle and, and pastor into the, into the, then you'd say, they are with me. Then they would say, oh, we're so sorry. They treat us exactly the, the way they would treat him. But you know why? We followed him. We could have said, you know what? One day we'll also grow and they'll take us into VIP. Me, I want VIP now. But you have to reduce. You have to, to humble yourself. Be easy to lead. Follow. Follow. Serve. Serve the people you say you're following. Serve them. Be that the person who they know that if they call you, serve them. Serve them when they've not asked. So much when they've not asked that they will know that when they ask, you've demonstrated your heart. Serve them before they ask you. They open doors for you. Some of you have already missed opportunities to serve people because you've thought of yourself as better than them, more brilliant, what, cooler than them, what? Serve, serve your parents, serve your bosses, serve your pastors, serve those that lead you, serve those that have labored to put you where you are. You may not even know it. <laughs> Become like a child, follow and get elevated. Children, my children have access to everything I have access to. They just follow me. That's my mommy, they follow me and they have access. Just like that, serve. Let me read for you one more scripture and I'll close. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, remember those people who left everything and followed Jesus? When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Have you heard the people who followed Jesus? They were just fishermen. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They immediately connected that Peter and John must have been with Jesus. When they saw their boldness, and perceived that these men had no, no education, no training. They immediately realized that they had been with Jesus. Because these men left everything and followed Jesus, they became exactly like him. To the point that men could recognize that these men had been with Jesus. But you know what? It cost them something. They had to give up something. Have you ever heard of the wife of Peter? The wife of John? Do you know her name? Do you know the children of Peter and John? Do you think they didn't have wives and children? They did. But those things had to become lower than following Jesus. It's going to cost you something. Child of God. But it's going to bring you into greatness you've never dreamt of. I would not be where I am had I not followed. Followed my husband, followed my spiritual father and many other men and women. I've been thinking about so many people that I followed from the time I was, you know, in secondary school, even before. And that's why I am what I am. Because those men and women went ahead of me, opened doors for me. And here I am, you're now receiving from me because I followed someone. There are doors your education and your family will never open for you. There are doors your intellect will never open for you, child of God. But someone you follow closely, who has weaknesses and faults and failures, will open for you. You become like them. Anointing does not come by education. Anointing does not come by family background. Anointing doesn't come by business acumen and bank account figures. Anointing comes by who you follow. Child of God, who are you following? Are you following anyone? If you're not following anyone, you're going to run around in circles. 
and you're going to frustrate those who are following you because there are some people who are following you. Who are you following? Remember, they should know that you're following them. You can't follow someone who doesn't know you're following them. Serve them, listen to them, do what they say, submit yourself fully to them and watch yourself get ele elevated. Thank you so much for joining me. Father, thank you for your word. Your word is power. Your word is life. Your word is light. I thank you for everyone who has tuned in today. Lord, I know that as you've been opening my heart to the truths about the elevator door of following, you've opened people. You've, you've Right now, you've put instruction in people's hearts. You've showed them what to do. I speak obedience over them, Lord. I pray that they will obey quickly and immediately. Some of them will even repent to some of the people who they've said they follow, but they've been difficult to lead. Lord, may you show us the power of following. May we give up what the world has called elevation, where you promote your own self as opposed to following someone. Teach us to humble ourselves under your mighty hand that in due time you may raise us up, Lord. Show us who to follow. Show us how to follow them, how to serve them, how to walk with them that we may be led into the fullness of what you've called us to. Lord, we worship you. We lift you up. We thank you for your word and your wisdom today that you've poured out. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Child of God, thank you for being here. If you're here and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, my friend, you need to follow him today. It's so easy. Just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I desire to know you. I desire to follow you. Today I make a decision to make you Lord of my life. I give you my life. Take it and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If prayed that prayer, you are born again. Let me know, inbox me. Let me know today that you've made Jesus Lord of your life. I'd like to walk with you moving forward and help you get connected to someone that you can follow who can move you into your destiny. You are loved. Share this with friends and family. See you again next week as we talk about the power of praying in tongues. Goodbye.